Australia is the only G20 nation uh, with a ban on on nuclear. Why is that? Because they're daft, basically. Uh, the the um, the sort of fear mongering that um, was still left over from the Second World War. Um, I think we've had a little brief discussion, but we know that nuclear bombs are, 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 can ruin your weekend. And uh, the only two cases where they were dropped um, in in the Second World War in Japan, they caused massive loss loss of life. But the Concern really relates to radiation. Everybody is concerned about um, strange rays that are going to cause cancer or make your hair fall out or give you rashes or something. And the the reality is that 95% of those people who died in the two bombing episodes uh, died from the heat and the blast of the bomb going off. Uh, A small percentage died from gamma radiation in the subsequent weeks and months and years, but there are now two thriving cities there with um, large healthy populations Mm. and long-term follow-up has shown no radiation-related increase in disease. So that's the sort of philosophy. And then we had um, uh, a very minor outbreak in in the US at Three Mile Island. Chernobyl um, was a more, more significant um, nuclear meltdown in the in the power station, and I think that's supposed to have caused about 50 deaths um, from the radiation and uh, avoidable um, some avoidable cancers in in young children, and then we had the most recent event uh, in Fukushima, which was due to an earthquake, mm. uh, and 20,000 people died from the. Um, tidal wave and a handful died from radiation so all this sort of um terror about radiation went totally out of hand and for a country which has um massive deposits of uranium it was obviously um totally daft to um uh, dig it out of the ground and export it but not use it yourself and that's now over 30 odd years of um, moratorium and sadly had we um, not made that decision in 1989 I'm sure Australia would be a leader in nuclear um, research not only with uranium which has been the main uh, isotope used in energy production but thorium which is a another much less hazardous um, source of energy as well which Australia has, as you wrote, we have um, around 20% of the world's... Yeah, plenty of that as well. So okay. there, are, wow. there are experimental reactors using thorium, which cannot go critical. It can't melt down. It can't um, be used to make bombs. Mm. It actually can use waste products from uh, uranium uh, nuclear powered stations as part of the process. And its end product has a much shorter half-life in terms of radiation. So all good things. But no, we, 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 we decided that we were all going the glow in the dark and um, and so we banned it and the only residual um, nuclear facility this country has is at Lucas Heights uh, and that produces um, uh, isotopes for treatment and diagnosis in medicine so there's a huge missed opportunity that's occurred there there's a lot of money being made in electricity Australian electricity prices have gone through the roof and continually go through the roof and for a country that as you said has such a large abundance of thorium. Well, we have Surely coal, we have, coal, coal, we of have course. uranium, we have thorium, but we all have these a... things which could have produced cheap electricity for us. 
but we don't have cheap electricity because we have there's a there's a monopoly on power really in this country, just like Woolworths well, and I, Coles. I think there's, right? there's also been a a huge problem with the explosion in in solar uh, electricity generation. Um, I mean, Australia has the highest uh, rate of penetration of solar in the world for obvious reasons. We've got plenty of sunshine. When you have to reconfigure an electricity system to allow for power going in both directions and sudden surges of overload in particular situations, it, 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 it has produced a significant extra expense in the actual connection of the electricity supplies. I agree with you that there, there is not enough competition, but that is also a factor which has pushed up the cost of supply of um, supposedly cheap. Although, why is it still subsidised? That's the question. Um, if it's apparently now can compete with um, other sources of energy, we still have to have subsidised solar energy. So what does a, in your opinion, an efficient, ethical and well-managed uh, electricity system in this power system in this country for end users being its citizens look like. Uh, quite frankly, um, if we had uh, um, coal and there were um, methods to satisfy the activists with um, carbon capture, then that would be the cheapest method of all of uh, supplying our electricity. That apart, nuclear is the obvious choice, but we've now been out of the game for so long that there's no expertise left anymore and it would I think it would take 15 years to get nuclear re-established as an option in this country that's even if it was approved and unless both sides of politics approve I don't think that's going to happen because nobody's got the balls to do it mm. but but the, the modern um, nuclear power stations are much much safer stage three and four generators are very safe and I think we've had a little mention of small modular reactors, which are uh, simple um, kit set, if you like, um, reactors that can be put together on site and can supply the needs perfectly for Australia with its widespread population. So those areas of uh, 20,000 people or 10,000 people out in the middle of nowhere don't need power lines to connect them. They just need their own little uh, <coughs> nuclear power station to um, provide the energy that they need. The, the other um, point I make about nuclear is, is that it, it has flexibility of supply so that uh, the supply can go up or down as the um, market requires. Uh, and gas can do that, but coal, of course, it can't. It takes a long time to wind it up and down. Gas can be switched on and off, and nuclear can be turned up and down. So in these situations where you have significantly fluctuating electricity supply, it's a hot, sunny day with a, a big wind going and then there's no need and then as we've seen just most laughably in in texas in the u.s where um it snows and is very cold and your solar panels are covered with snow and your your wind turbines freeze because frozen. the oil in them is mm. frozen then then you it's need the, the instant backup yeah and that's what nuclear can provide all the time um there, there are discussions about the relative costs of different sources of power and the numbers can be fiddled and depending on what you want to put in and leave out to make one cheaper than the other uh, but in terms if we we are well down the path of um, solar and wind now but we still need this big backup situation when that's really not being addressed 
there are some interesting things coming along, though. We haven't really talked about um, other possible aspects apart from solar and wind. We're coming up to the 45-minute mark. We will continue this, but I'll let you um, wrap it all up and give me your um, your final thoughts, please, Doctor, on, on, on what we've been talking about today and maybe some potential uh, questions that my listeners can start asking themselves. I think for the future, the question is, um, uh, apart from whether we believe or don't believe in, in the uh, theory of global warming, that's the uh, path which we are well and truly on now. So um, I think we have to um, accept that that's the, the way the die is cast, but we need to consider um, backup, therapy, backup energy surprise. And uh, I think... Uh, at the moment, the only thing that we have available in this country is gas, uh, which we haven't discussed, but gas is here in abundance like everything else, and glass exploration and extraction needs to be the priority to keep us going 